This is Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WBXU. I'm Lucy May. Cincinnati is known for its art scene and the nonprofits and patrons who have supported the arts for generations. More of that support has been going to black-led arts organizations and artists in recent years since the racial reckoning that followed the murder of George Floyd. Joining me now to talk about the energy around Cincinnati's black art scene and what's happening to cultivate new generations of artists are artist and owner of Most Outgrowing LLC, also Woodford Academy art teacher, Adoria Maxberry. Oh, sorry. Welcome back, Adoria. Thank you. Welcome. Dancer and founder of Revolution Dance Theater and David Choate Productions, David Choate. Thanks for being here, David. Thank you so much. And artist and co-owner of Soul Palette, Brandon Hawkins. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you all here. Do you have questions or comments? Give us a call at 513-419-7100, or you can email talk at wvxu.org. Adoria, there's so much happening locally with black artists and black art of all kinds. Do you think we're experiencing a black arts renaissance here in Cincinnati? I would absolutely say so. As a member of Black Art Speaks, it is amazing seeing so many phenomenal artists, including the two that are next to me right now, that are also part of Black Art Speaks. Uh, creating amazing pieces that have such power and say so many powerful things that we need to hear during this time. And what do you think has really spurred that renaissance, David? Uh, I think it's exactly what you said in the intro. It's a real racial reckoning. I think what we saw with the death of George Floyd and um, the reaction around the country was an another example, I will say, of an undeniable way in which we had to see where black people are placed in this country. Um, and so reckoning with that and coming to a place of what can we do about that, um, I think we saw people really stepping up in a really big way to support um, and start investing in black people in a really big way. Brandon, which artists do you consider to be kind of at the forefront of this movement and all this work locally? Wow, that's a that's a tough question. You have people <laughs> after me if I answer that with a specific name. <laughs> that's um, right. You got uh, can't leave anybody out, or you're in big trouble. Well, so in the current uh, movement that we've got going on, um, you know, the, the group Black Art Speaks, I think, um, we, you know, is comprised of a lot of artists who have been doing work for shoot forty years. Uh, in the city of Cincinnati. So uh, to pinpoint one artist, I think would do a lot of other artists uh, injustice. Um, but um, when I think about uh, the black arts movement here in Cincinnati, I'm sure black folks were probably doing art down in Little Africa uh, back in the yeah. 1800s on the riverbanks of Cincinnati, because uh, that's just what, what, what we do. We're creative people. Um, but uh, you also think about people like Robert S. Duncanson. Uh, you think about groups like uh, Emoji art group uh, and um, the neo-ancestral group down in, uh, in Lynn Street in the 80s. Um, but of course, also Robert O'Neill and uh, Gilbert Young, where people were, were standing on their shoulders mm -hmm. right now. So yes, the current age of, of art, black art in Cincinnati, uh, one group in particular, of course, the group that we're a part of, Black Art Speaks, has been uh, diligently working. But there are other groups here in the city that are doing a lot of great work as well. And Brandon, I understand, as I understand it, you were the project manager in 2020 and one of 17 artists to design the Black Lives Matter uh, mural in front of Cincinnati City Hall. Talk to us briefly about that collaboration and just the importance of, of that project. 
that was like catching lightning in a bottle. I I don't know if that could have been done the same way. Um, again, I mean, we came together on a Sunday, and uh, I think that we got uh, jumping on Wednesday or Thursday on the ground. So um, that was very important because not only are you able to voice your concerns and your anger, frustration, uh, and then some part of it was some happiness and joy uh, with what's going on in you know the state of black America today through art. Uh, but, you know, it was a great way to get down there and start actually talking to people on the ground, developing some relationships uh, that actually have lasted a lot longer than any mural could ever um, last. Hmm. Adoria, talk to us about your involvement in that project. Absolutely. So I was one of those 17 artists, the letter M in matter, and had the honor of being able to capture a sign that I saw while protesting and a statement that has always rang true. They buried us but forgot we're seeds. And the line of Alandis Powell's poem, We Want What You Want, uh, is is mostly what I focused on and wanting to see my children grow into adults. And as an elementary art teacher, as someone who teaches children of all ages and has three of my own children that I birthed in addition to my over 340 students, I realized that we might face adversity. We might face so many trials and tribulations, but through prayer and through all the work that we do to empower each other, we have a voice and we're seeds that are growing into a beautiful future. And so my piece was able to depict that story and show that legacy that is further detailed out in the Black Lives Matter history book, the making of the mural book um, that can be found on our website, shameless plug, (laughs) but also does capture each and every one of those letters and the powerful poem that was based, that we based those letters off of. Mm -hmm. David, you're the founder of Revolutionary Dance Theater, as I mentioned. Talk to us about changing the perceptions of traditional ballet and the work you do in that regard. Yeah, the work we do at Revolution Dance Theater is simply walking back our name. We're trying to use theater and dance to spark a revolution. Um, And what I mean by that is I'm less interested actually about um, how we challenge the notions of ballet itself with more how we challenge traditional notions around blackness. Um, I was just talking to Brandon out in the hallway. Um, A lot of times I... I feel really shocked that we have had the success that we have had. You know, I had one solid year of good ballet training, and, you know, um, now I'm leading this company. But guess that's all you needed. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, it's just I think the black bodies in themselves even doing the work and being seen was such a radical act. It had been 16 years since we had seen that in this city, you know, on a black woman. And, you know, that... That's a problem, you know, um, and I think that there are, were many different opportunities before me. Um, and that's why I think it is unfortunate that it took the death of a man, you know, it took um, that death being captured and getting the media attention that it did um, for someone like myself to get a chance to grow something like this, because I believe that there were probably several other people, you know, way before, and there continues to be several other artists. Um, that deserve the capacity to grow their art the way in which we have been able to since George Floyd. Yeah. 
Let's talk about the artists that have inspired all of you and your work. I'll start with you, Brandon. Again, now I'm going to ask you to name names, and you're going to get uncomfortable because there's so many, too many people to name. But who are some of the people who've really inspired your work, both locally and you know not locally? So um, as I first started um, uh, really creating, I got a chance to. Uh, meet Gilbert Young um, when I was a lot younger and I had, you know, hair on my shoulders. Um, it's not, you can't see this as radio, so you can't see that I'm real shiny on top. Um, but um, I got to meet Gilbert Young and he was somebody who was very influential in helping me to kind of mold who I was going to be in terms of my, my technical ability. But I would also have to say, I think, you know, art has a lot to do with the story that you tell. And so another person I would say who was very influential was um, Carl Westmoreland. Mm. Uh, and so after meeting Carl Westmoreland when I was in my early 20s and watching him tell stories at the Freedom Center, uh, watching him do his due diligence in terms of digging up the history of black folks and, and then telling the story in a way that you know kind of sticks to your bones, uh, I could take that and then just apply that to my visual art, you know, capabilities. And he would drag me places here and there uh, and learn more about my culture, uh, more about the history of black folks. And and so he was somebody who was super influential in helping me to be able to tell stories. Yeah, such an inspiring person. Mm-hmm. I had the pleasure of honor of meeting him, really. Um, we, 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 this city misses him, that's for sure. Definitely, definitely. Doria, how about you? Who inspired you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, there are artists like Alma Thomas and amazing art teachers that have come before me, Faith Ringgold, um, those that were in the classroom that also had a career of their own and created amazing pieces, but also nearby. And those influences that I saw growing up at Woodford Academy, seeing Kathy Wade come into her classroom, seeing an Annie Ruth, who I've been able to work side by side with, who is the letter R in the Black Lives Matter mural. And those artists that aspirationally I'd love to meet, like the Bisa Butlers who are creating fiber pieces, and also those that are near and dear to my heart, like my grandfather, who was the tailor, who I stood side by side with and watched him, and the amazing teachers that I've had, like Perletta Williams, who is just a fabulous artist in her own right, but Studio RDP at Walnut Hills wound up being special because of the gifts that she imparted into me. Now, David, I know that um, Arthur Mitchell, the founder of the Dance Theater of Harlem, is one of your inspirations. Talk about that and some of the other people who really inspired the work you're doing. Yeah, um, to echo Adoria, um, really, there's those that are near and dear to my heart first. Um, you know, there's Sharon Jones, my aunt. Um, simply for being somebody who refused to have information and not give it away. Um, we would learn what we learned in school, but then we'd come home and she'd make sure we knew how to write a check. She knew that we'd make sure how the world the world works. Um, she would be the one to connect me, you know, through churches and things, to like a Dr. Robert Smith, to, you know, that's an artist with words. That's a man who knows how to put words together. Um, and for him to mentor me and take me under his wing. And um, there's no Revolution Dance Theater without Marvel, Gentry Davis, you know. Um, who did Ballet Tech Ohio, um, Ballet Tech Cincinnati and Arts Innovation Movement and um, would bring this gala of international dance stars right here to Cincinnati, and I thought we needed more of that. Um, Jefferson James bringing black bodies and black companies to Cincinnati 
was in its own way a way of highlighting the absence of black bodies um, that we were seeing. Because the only way that we got to see it was, you know, when she would step up and bring them into, you know, and I was really inspired by that. And I thought, I know that we've got some really talented folks right here. And so to know that Arthur Mitchell, um, in an act of protest to Dr. Martin Luther King being assassinated, started a dance school and that had worldwide impact. I thought to myself, um, I get to go to this performing arts school. Um, I know all of these really talented people. What would happen if we did the same thing? Um, and piecing all of that together, we got a Revolution Dance Theater. I would be remiss if I did not say when you said my aunt, I said, oh, <laughs> I felt in my heart. Beverly Pillow is my aunt who creates amazing artwork and was someone that I always kind of resonated with as a child, but now seeing her creating even more and painting, but she was always a fiber artist. I'm like, oh, I would be beat up if I did not say her name along with Anita Jones, who I used to see Oh, yeah, the list goes on. Please don't beat me up. Those two, two, if I don't say their names, I might not make it out of here. Yeah, we we want we want you to be to be able to make it out of here and hold your head high and not be in trouble with any family or friends. So for everyone else that we missed, I apologize. That's right. Love you. That's right. You can email us at talk at wvxu.org. Um, we're talking about Cincinnati Black-led arts organizations and artists. You can join the conversation by calling 513-419-7100, or you can email talk at wvxu.org. I want to talk about the role of activism in art. Um, Brandon, does does activism play a role in the, in the work that you do as an artist? And talk about that a little bit. Most definitely. I think um, as a, a person of color, um, I think people, you know, when you think about the word activism, you're thinking about people who are coming against oppression. Um, and so, you know, to be a, a person of color and to understand what oppression um, is, uh, at least from from a perspective of, uh, of somebody here in Cincinnati, Ohio and United States, I, I think anything we do to express ourselves uh, as people of color, you're telling the story of, of, of oppression, but also you're telling a story of, of uh, you know, coming, uh, you know, over the, the, the oppression. So um, I'm sitting here listening to uh, Dory and David, you know, giving folks these shout outs. This will be my good segue uh, <laughs> to do that. Um, I'd have to say that, you know, listening to the stories that my father told me, um, somebody that grew up in the South and, you know, grew up in a segregated area uh, and had to, you know, come against a whole lot of oppression. Those stories come out in my work. Uh, and so, you know, I think that it, it's very important to make sure we almost have a, an obligation or a responsibility to make sure that the, the gifts that God has given us as creatives um, are used not only to glorify him. You definitely want to do that. Um, but we also want to do what we can to uh, uplift those who are being oppressed, whether they look like you or not. Um, but I think activism is a huge part. I'll say this real quick and I'll be done. Um, when we were asked to do the Black Lives Matter mural, um, I was asked first to be an artist and I was very excited about that because I've got family on the East Coast and they were calling me like, oh man, you see the one we did in DC? I know you, I know y'all about to do it. So I was excited to do it, but 
knowing that I came up in the early 2000s when Timothy Thomas was killed and I wasn't really able to do anything about that or protest or, you know, I was at University of Cincinnati. Um, I, I, now I felt this was my chance and, you know, bearing the, the whole COVID virus and getting out there and dunking my hands in buckets of water with everybody else and wondering, you know, what is this it? Am I going to get it today? Um, we had to kind of, you know, just surpass that and make sure that we were being activists out there with our creativity. It was our chance. It was our opportunity. David, excuse me, I want you to take it from here. I know your whole troop, is, your whole business is about activism. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that uh, activism is a part of my art. Um, I was actually uh, quite shocked the first time somebody referred to me as an activist. I was like, oh, wow, really? <laughs> um, I think it is, I think the two are one and the same. Um, I think they can't be separated. Um, I am learning now as I, for the first time, I guess, consider myself an artist. Um, it's become really the, the scariest thing, but it's become the easiest thing because I realized that um, if I'm working too hard, that it is probably not art. That um, if, if I will just say what I want to say, if I will just move the way I feel it in my body, if I will just... Um, really just hold up the very simple mirror and allow you to look in it yourself. Um, that's what my job is. And so in a really real way, if I have quote unquote writer's block or I can't get the piece choreographed and it's like, I have to now ask myself, what are you afraid of? Um, because all art needs to say the thing, all art needs to um, take you to that uncomfortable place. Um, it is wrestling with the uncomfortable all of the time. Um, it is showing us the dualism. Um, and it's giving us an opportunity to see um, life from a different perspective. There's a lot of quote-unquote <coughs> black programming out there. Um, there's a lot of quote-unquote um, black art. What I realized um, about work like our own, work like Black Art Speaks, um, there's the work that is centered by us that says what we want to say, that truly comes from our point of view. And America is so far-fetched from that idea. History from our point of view. You know, at one point, I rooted for Christopher Columbus. You know, at one point, you know, uh, I had no idea about Arthur Mitchell. And I went to a performing arts high school, and I majored in dance. And I didn't learn about Raven Wilkinson through those channels. And I... Yeah, from your point of view, shapes all of these things. And so my art has to, if anything, before all else, it has to give it to you from my point of view. And because I am a black man in this country, I have realized that my point of view, simply my existence is an act of activism. Hmm. Adoria, what do you see as that role of activism in, in black art historically? There's so many pieces that are inspirational and that you can truly see change having come forth if they weren't there, if there weren't signs that said, I am a man, if there weren't people that were, were walking with simple statements that seemingly become these iconic images that we think about, um, where would I be 
as an artist. And I think the idea of where it, where it is, it's it's been in every fiber of our of our being, from the hands that were forced to pick cotton to the hands that getting in the kitchen and are cooking every Sunday, making dinner. I think about all the aspects that are ingrained in our culture that literally exude art. There's no way to remove one from the other. And I always tell my students, like, this is your opportunity to use your gift that you were created with to tell a story. And I think that was what the beauty of the mural and so many of the pieces that have been made in the recent future and in our past tell that story and give us the ability to create a universal language that people can understand. Even if you're not a visual learner, even if you aren't able to understand all the intricacies of the art that's being created, you're able to connect with it. And that is the power of art, to tell a story, to connect, to help others feel the emotion that the artist felt when they were creating that piece. And I do agree with David that they go hand in hand, that they're so intricately intertwined that there isn't a removing of one from the other. I think that's, that's the key as far as our history goes, yeah. it is us. Well, and I know all of you are working so hard to cultivate that next generation, this new, these new artists who are coming, coming right behind you. This has been terrific. I've been talking with artist and owner of Most Outgrowing LLC and also a Woodford Academy art teacher, Adoria Maxberry, dancer and founder of Revolution Dance Theater and David Choate Productions, David Choate, an artist and co-owner of Soul Palette, Brandon Hawkins. Thank you all so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. You can learn more about all of these artists on our website, wvxu.org. You've been listening to Cincinnati Edition on 91.7 WVXU. Our producer is Selena Reeder. Associate producer is Asiya Johnson. Technical director is Marshall Verbsky. And Rob Fetters composed our theme music. I'm Lucy May. Thank you so much for listening.